You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We are all welcome this morning. How many people have invited someone to church lately? Let me see your hands. Very few. Okay. How many people have invitation cards? A church invitation card. Okay, so most people don't have. Where are the cards? Our church. Every week you come, you must take some cards with you. Okay, we have thousands of them. So you must take them and use them to invite people. Give somebody, okay? Is that fine? Yes. Are you ashamed? Are you afraid? No. Are you shy? No. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for giving towards Malawi. Um, this this week I'm going to Malawi. Um, yeah. So we are there. We're preparing. We're going to be preparing for a conference with Pastor Sam in Malawi. <laughs> okay, so get ready. It will be probably sometime in June. So if you need, once the dates are confirmed, I'll let you know if you want to be there. But it's good to see what God is doing, right? Yeah. With your giving. Isn't that good? Yeah, yeah it will be good for you to, to see. I spoke to James. If you have any blessing for him, just let, let us know. Um, they are trusting God. He said to me that they need a generator <laughs> because of uh, the power outages and all of that. I said, okay, we'll look into that. Um, were given towards the building, but then they ran, took a nosedive. So now we're still trying to build up more. We had enough, but then with the exchange rate. So we're trusting God. Amen? Amen? The good thing is that in the kingdom of God, there's no, like, there's no nosedive. There's no recession in the kingdom. Isn't that amazing? Can you imagine? Tithe has been 10% for centuries. Huh? It's just stable. No inflation. Come on. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Huh? But in, in, in our economy... In the economy of nations, there's always fluctuation. God is stable. So the best place to invest is in the kingdom. Even Jesus said it. Jesus said it. And uh, yeah, the campus guys are having, they're having a camp. They're not around today. I was with them yesterday. We had a powerful time. 
know, somewhere in the bush somewhere. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, they're having an awesome time. Oh, hallelujah. I'm trying to see what, how we can go about this. There's something that is on my heart to share with you. But then as we're worshiping, I'm just like, I'm just receiving other things. But I want to share with you on what I call the law of spiritual sight. Somebody say spiritual sight. If you are going to walk in the supernatural, this is one law you must master as well. Okay? And this is one area where the enemy fights very hard to ensure that you don't see. He fights very hard. There are many people that have eyes. Their eyes are open, but they don't see. Isaiah prophesied, said to these people, seeing. Huh? You, you, you are seeing, but you cannot see. You can't perceive. Hearing you. So, it's very important for you to be able to see. To see clearly. To see clearly, especially what God is saying and what God is showing. Right? Yeah. Even people that are physically blind can see spiritually. But but there are more people who are spiritually blind. The Bible says, who is blind but my servant? The prophet. Imagine a prophet that cannot see. Jesus talking about the Pharisees, he calls them blind leaders. When the blind leads the blind, where do they end up? In the ditch. So even in leadership, you need to see. We need to see clearly. Okay? And guess what? The most difficult person to lead is you. Okay? To lead yourself. Very difficult. It's easier to lead other people. But when it comes to leading yourself, oh my. You know the challenges you face just to lead yourself. Am I correct? Yeah. So, if you are blind, you cannot, where will you lead yourself to? To the ditch. To the ditch. Say, Lord, open my eyes. That I may see. Amen. So, as I'm talking, I remember... Daniel. You remember Daniel? Daniel, um, he, he saw some things from the writings of Jeremiah, right? He was reading the scriptures, and as he was reading the scriptures, he, he, he began to see some things, right? He began to see some things, and uh, as he saw those things, he began to pray, he began to pray to God, 
for understanding. But the Bible tells us that Daniel fasted for 21 days for understanding. How many people have that kind of desire to understand? You want to understand the will of God so much that you begin to fast and you pray. For 21 days, without, without anything pleasant, no chocolate, no... No coffee. <laughs> Come on, look straight. Yeah. No coffee. Huh? No burger. No pap. Yo. Hmm? No chicken. Huh? What do you like? Ugali. No ugali. <laughs> For 21 days. Okay? But let's look at that scripture. Uh, Daniel. Let's look at Daniel chapter 10. Daniel, where are you? Where are you? Prophet. Stop hiding. <laughs> it's a new Bible, so, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> It's still fresh. My other Bible I, is my most loved Bible because that Bible um, was given to me. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just say it was given to me. You know, it was given to me in 1992. So it has some history. Okay? Yeah. So it's a special Bible. I'm just trying to win myself off that one. But I find myself going back to it all the time. So today I left it. <laughs> Let's move on. Hallelujah. Okay. In Daniel chapter 10, I don't want to take much time, but Daniel had been waiting on the Lord, right, for three full weeks. Verse 2, he says, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat, or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all, till three full weeks were fulfilled. Now, on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of opals. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, 
His arms and his feet were like burnished bronze in color. And the sound of his voice like, was like the voice of a multitude. <laughs> Scary stuff, right? And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men who were with me did not see the vision. But a great terror fell upon them. Of course, they felt the presence. So they fled to hide themselves. There I was left alone when I saw this great vision. And no strength remained in me. For my vigor was turned into frailty in me. And I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words. And while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face. With my face to the ground. <laughs> I don't blame him. He passed out. There are some things you will see that will cause you to pass out. We are going to, uh, we are going to, we are pressing into a place where you begin to see things. Are you following me? You begin to see things in the spirit. I mean, you begin to see other realities. Because right now, your life, you are living, you are living life just based on your five senses. What you can see with your physical eyes, what you hear with your physical ears, you know, what you can uh, feel with your body, what you can taste, what you can smell, and so on. That's all that is dominating your life right now. But I want to introduce to you another world. All right? Where you use other sensory organs. Are you following me? Where you use other sensory organs to operate and to begin to live in another world while here on earth. Because there is another world that is kind of, I don't know what to say, how to put it. But you are sitting here, but as you are sitting here, there is another world inside here that you cannot see. Do you understand what I'm saying? As, 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 as we are talking here, you know, there are angels moving here, but you cannot see them. You cannot see them. There are times that as we're worshiping, the Lord himself comes in here and he walks around, but you can't see. You can't see. But when you begin to press in, you get to a point where that veil is removed. And you begin to experience something that is beyond the natural. And you must, you must have the desire to operate in that dimension. Have the desire to operate in that dimension. There are some of you, you've begun to see things. How many people, how many people you, be, you began to see things? You see things. Now, every now and again. Come on, lift up your hands because I know some of you. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you look like people have met in that place. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
So, this is what Daniel experienced, okay? But he is praying, he is seeking God for understanding. He's not asking for a miracle. He's not asking for, you know, promotion. Do you understand? He's not even asking God to deliver him and take him back to Jerusalem. Because remember, he came here as a captive. He's in exile here. But for the sake of time, let's jump to verse 13. Hmm? Verse 13. This now... Okay, no. Where did I stop? I stopped at 10. 9. Okay, I stopped at 9. Let's, let's read 10. Okay. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees. And on the palm of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you. And stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. Somebody will be sent to you. From the throne, from the throne. Sent to you. It says, uh, and it says, while he was speaking to me, I stood trembling. Huh? I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were, were heard, and I have come. Why? Because of your words. What words? Prayers. Okay? He says to him, I was actually dispatched at the beginning. The moment you humble yourself through fasting, fasting is one of the ways you humble yourself. That's why if you have a problem with pride, do a lot of fasting. Okay? So, he says, you, you, that from that day, that moment, that day that you humble yourself and you set your heart to understand, you, you began to seek for understanding, I was actually sent on that day. Okay? But look at 13. He says, but, come on, let's read it together. Verse 13. One, two, three. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Who is this? Who is this king of Persia? Who is the prince of the kingdom of Persia? And who are the kings? So this is the angel Gabriel talking. All right? This is the angel Gabriel talking to Daniel. And he says, look, I was dispatched on the, the day you started praying. The Father sent me. Jehovah, let me put it that way. Because at that time, he had not been revealed as the Father. Yeah? From the day you started praying and seeking God, Jehovah sent me. 
And I've been on this journey for 21 days. For 21 days. And, but he says, the prince of Persia withstood me. Yeah? The prince of Persia. And we understand, Bible scholars agree that the prince of Persia here is speaking of a spiritual personality. It's not a physical prince. How, uh, which prince can, can, can delay an angel? It's not possible. Okay, so it's a spiritual personality. So it's the prince, like, let me, let me say this. In the, in the kingdom of darkness, there is an administrative structure. There is a governing structure in place. So every territory, there are spirits that Satan puts in charge. And that's why he seems omnipresent. He's not omnipresent. He's just well organized. He's just well organized. That's all. So, this prince of Persia withstood and said, Gabriel, where do you think you are going? Leave me, leave me. No. And they all gathered and they, they withstood him and they delayed him and the struggle continued. The struggle continued and continued and continued until. Michael was sent. Now, Michael, let me tell you about Michael. Michael is the warrior angel. Huh? If I use Pastor Sam's word, Michael is a, a, a war infrastructure. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So when Michael comes, that it's, it's Michael that fights for the nation of Israel. Yeah. And that's why Israel can't be defeated. It's Michael. Michael is their personal angel. No, I'm telling you. Yeah. So they, they just, just, just Michael alone. When he comes like that, oh my. He was the one that threw Satan out of heaven uh, with a third of the angels. So that's to tell you. You know, there are times that there is need for Michael. There's a need for Michael sometimes. But the point I'm trying to show you here is that is I wanted to see how the devil fights to prevent you from seeing certain things. So you don't see. Why? Daniel, he just wants to understand something. Okay. Why? Why stop him? Because he knows that there are some things if your eyes are open to he loses his power over you. Are you getting my point? He loses his hold over you. So, that's why demonic powers work hard to keep people 
in spiritual blindness. So they don't understand. They can't see clearly. You talk to them and talk and talk and talk. They can't see. So even someone that is physically blind, sometimes you can talk to him and say, I see. I see. Because as you are talking, as you are talking, as you are talking, it creates an image in the mind and he sees your point. So he now says, I see. So spiritually, there are people that still need to see. There are things you need to see about your life. There are things you need to see about your calling. There are things you need to see about your destiny. There are things you need to see about this church. There are things you need to see about Midran. There are things you need to see about this nation. There are things you need to see about your family. You are blind to some things. And Satan doesn't want you to see. And he's ready to commission demonic forces to ensure that that veil remains. And so that's why it's important to master the law of spiritual sight. You need to see. It's one prayer I pray for myself a lot. God, open my eyes. Help me to see. Help me to see what I'm supposed to see. Hmm? Yeah. You know that the Pharisees, <laughs> anyway, Pharisees, <laughs> far to see. <laughs> huh? Pharisees, Sadducees, they're sad with whatever they see. And Pharisees are far from seeing. They thought that they saw clearly. And Jesus is telling them, listen, guys, you are blind. And you know, because they could not see, they could not enter the kingdom. They couldn't enter. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. One of the rulers. Look at John chapter 3. In John chapter 3, from verse 1, we find here that the Bible says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Okay? Then Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot do what? See the kingdom of God. Can you see that? It's unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't even see it. Now, if you cannot see it, how will you enter? So there is a law, the law of spiritual sight says that you can have what you see. Okay? You can have what you see. If you can't see it, you can't have it. If you can't see it, you can't have it. Yeah. 
And that's why it's important for us to be able to see. The reason why we haven't yet gotten Midran is because we are not yet seeing the way we are supposed to see. There are things we, are, we need to see. All right? Look at what he says in verse 5. Okay. Verse 5. Jesus said, and Jesus answered and said, Most assured I say to you, unless you are born of water and of spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So, you see, there are, there are dimensions you enter by birth. Okay? You enter by birth. And that is the, the, one of the challenges we have in our generation is that because we are living in an information age, we think that information gives us access to spiritual things. Not necessarily. It can inform us. But for you to enter, you need to see some things. <laughs> okay? For example, for you to enter into healing, there's something you need to see. Yeah, I'm telling you, you need to see some things. Amen. You will need to see some things. If you don't see, you cannot possess. You cannot possess. I give you an example. Look at Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, reading from verse, 40, uh, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. He says, my son, give attention to what? To my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Next verse, it says, Do not let them depart from what? Your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now, question. It says, Incline your ears to what? My sayings. Right? Give attention to what? My words. Is it okay for us to say, this is the word of God. Is it, is it safe to say these are the sayings of God? It's safe for us to say that. Now, when he says, let it not depart. Next verse. Let it not depart from your eyes. Can somebody demonstrate? How, let it not depart from your eyes. Who is going to demonstrate? Show us how. Okay. Let it not depart from your eyes. Okay. So stand up. Yeah. Let it not depart from your eyes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can be going. Just be going. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, now that is, you know, reading it literally. Okay? Let them keep, let them not depart from your eyes. It means it should constantly be before you. All right? And it says, keep them where? In the midst of your heart. So it moves from the eyes to the heart. Okay? From the eyes to the heart. When that happens, look at the next verse. 
Come on, let's read the next verse together. One, two, three. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. To they are life to who? Is it to everyone who hears? To those who find them. They are health to every believer. They are health to who? So, who are those who find them? Those that seek. Those that can see. Okay. Those that seek, those that can see. And those that... Those that what? Have it in their hearts. What about those that hurt? Huh? Because you are all hearing me now. You are all hearing me now. Does that guarantee the fulfillment of what you are hearing? Doesn't. Doesn't. In fact, Jesus gave us a ratio. He says that you know, according to the parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4, he, he tells us there that only 25% of those that hear the word bear fruit. 75%. That's even, that's even worse than matric 30%, you know, 30% pass rate. That's worse. 25%. So you can see why people can keep hearing. But not be fruitful. Because if you don't take it further. To a point where you begin to see. Okay, look at it. All right, he says, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my saints, do not let them depart from your eyes. Do you know how I, how I interpret that? You need to dwell long enough on the word till it creates pictures. Amen. And let those pictures not depart from your eyes. Amen. So it's not about But you need to dwell long enough. In other words, listen and listen and listen until you can see something. Are you getting me? Listen, meditate on the Word of God until it creates a picture in your mind. Don't touch and go. Don't glide. And just inform your mind. Because if it's just cerebral, there is no life. Okay? Because knowledge itself pops up. So the law of spiritual sight has to do with you dwelling long enough 
until you can see something. And whatever you can see, hold on to that picture. Let it not depart from your eyes. Then you keep that picture in your heart. That is where life, that it, it is those people that have found the life in the world. Okay? So, and then he says, they are health to all their flesh. In the King James Version, it uses the word medicine there. Oh, King James. Okay? No, it's not. Sorry? There's another version. I'm trying to remember. Their health to all. What? There is a version. I can't remember. But there's a version that says they are medicine. I'm not sure. Maybe it's in the Hebrew, actually. Yeah. But they are medicine to those who find them. So, in other words, the Word of God can be like medicine. But how do you get to that point? You need to dwell long enough on it, right? Until it becomes medicine to you. I think I've shared a story before. There's this lady that went to a meeting. She went to be prayed for. She was crippled, actually. She was crippled and she was prayed for the... Prayed for, the, it was a healing meeting, and people, people got healed. Some people got healed. She didn't get healed, right? So she took the messages, the teachings. She took it back home, and then she kept listening to it every single day. Every day she was listening to the word. Every day. I've heard it before, but I'm listening again. And she continued like that. For six months, she was listening to the messages every day. One day, as she was listening, as she was listening, the power of God hit her. And her leg went right there in her room. And she got healed. How do you explain that? So she listened until she was able to Access the medicine. <laughs> Are you getting me? She was able to see herself healed. She continued. And then the power in the word performed the miracle in her legs. But you know what the devil likes? He likes to give you a different picture. Have you noticed? He likes to give you worst case scenario. Is that not so? Yeah. Hey. We're finished now. We're finished. Now? Alas! My master, we're finished. Remember the case of Elisha and his servant. When the Syrians came, oh, master, who sent me to follow this prophet? We're finished. Look at, look. What are we going to do now? I told you, sir, this preaching that you've been preaching and all these prophetic words will get us into trouble. Now the trouble has come. And the master looked at him. He says, they that are with us are more than those that are with them. And what did he pray? God, 
Open his eyes. I'm not asking him for my eyes to be open. His eye, he needs to see something. Why? The prophet had already seen in his heart. But the servant needed a vision. They open his eyes. When, he op- when God opened his eyes, what? The whole mountain full of angels with chariots. How many people know confidence will come in? Yeah. The, you, you know, there are some things that you will see. You, you, you become bold. You become courageous. The reason why you are trembling in fear is because there are things you can't see. There are things you can't see. Fear has crippled you. You know, some people, you know why some people cannot get out of poverty? It's their vision. Yeah. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. And that word vision is not just, you know, what you fabricate in your mind. No. It's a prophetic revelation. Where, 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 where the spirit of revelation is not working and God's not opening your eyes, people will perish. They cast off restraint. They live carelessly and aimlessly. No direction. When you see somebody living his life without any direction, just know they can't see. They are blind. But when somebody is, has got vision, he can see. There is a way he lives his life. Are you getting me? I'm telling you. So you want to walk in the supernatural, you need to begin to see yourself that way. You know, all this while I've been painting pictures on your mind and on your heart. And I've been trying to help you to see some things. And you need to keep that before your mind, your heart. Because what you see, you will possess. Did you hear me? If you see yourself poor all the time, you will possess poverty. If you see yourself sick all the time, you will possess sickness. But when you begin to see yourself, I used to tell myself many years ago, I'm not the sick that God is trying to heal. I'm the healed that Satan is trying to put sickness on. And there's a big difference. And because of that, I can now fight it. Because I said, no, no, no. I was healed 2,000 years ago. I was healed 2,000 years ago. By his stripes, I'm healed. I refuse to accommodate this in my body. But what do you see? How do you see? Did I show you some more scriptures? There are too many. Okay, let's look at Abraham. Do you know that God, uh, Genesis chapter 13, something happened here. Abraham took Lot, right? And he took him along with him, although God didn't ask him to take Lot. But not a problem. He took excess baggage. And it got to a point, they got so blessed that they began to quarrel among themselves. And Abraham says, let's not quarrel. We are brothers. You choose where you want. Let's split. 
Okay? If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the north, I'll go to the south. And they separated themselves. Let's read from verse 14. After that separation, look at what the Bible says. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, what did the Lord say? Lift up thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward, eastward and westward. Huh? For all the land which thou seest, to thee I give it, and to thy seed forever. Can you see that? Lord has taken a, a, an already built city, Sodom. He took that. And after that, he left. God says to Abraham, Abraham, I want to show you a law. Okay? I want to teach you how to possess. I want to teach you how to inherit. So he says to him, lift your eyes up. Don't look down, depressed, and you're sad, you're heartbroken. That Lord, imagine Lord that I brought up. Imagine all that I did to train him. Imagine he was nothing. And now he, he has become so powerful. He has become so blessed with with servants and all of that, all because of me. And look at how he treated me. And he is down. Abraham thought this would be a lifetime relationship. But now they are separated. And Abraham is down. And God says, lift up your eyes. He says, look. Huh? Look north. Huh? East, west, south. He said, look around, including where Lot. Yeah. Including the place where Lot chose. Right? He says, for all the land which you see, I give to you. All that you see. Hello? Seeing leads to possession. That's a spiritual law. Of, that's a law of spiritual sight. Seeing leads to possession. So if you cannot see a better future, you cannot possess a better future. If you cannot see yourself fruitful, abundantly fruitful, you will not enter into it. If you cannot see yourself blessed, you cannot. There is no amount of hard work that will make you blessed. Do you understand? How many people have heard me say, my case is different? How many? Yeah, you've heard me say that. Do you know why? Because that's what I see. That's what I see. You've heard me say, the church that I see. In fact, I need to bring that back. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we, we, we declare that. Why? It's what we see. Yeah. And that's what we will possess. Yeah. I'm telling you, your life is changing. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. It's changing. It's changing. Yeah. Doors are open already. Yeah. Doors are open.
doors are open. Somebody sent, sent me something on social media. You know, they say that not every door that is closed is locked. Just push it and enter. Hallelujah. I say, yeah, this is it. This is it. Because it looks closed, you think it's locked. Just walk through it. It's open. They say, I have given it to you. Look, look at the next verse, verse 16. And not only that, God is helping him to see something. Abraham is like, wow, okay, you've given me. How? Look at it. He says, I will make your descendants as what? The dust of the earth. So that if any man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Do you know why God used dust? He was in the desert. So every day, he will see dust. God put a picture that will never depart from Abraham. So when he wakes up in the morning and sees dust, he's seeing something. So he's possessing by vision. Possessing by vision. So touch your neighbor. Say, change what you see. You need to change what you see. Change what you see. I, I, I see a glorious future. I don't know about you. I see a glorious future. I see a powerful church. Working in the miraculous. Bringing heaven down to the earth. I see interactions with angels. I see interaction with heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying? I see. I see. We, 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 we ascend to heaven and we, we, we bring down solutions. That's what I see. I see a church that has the answer. That's what I see. Yeah, I see a time that will come where they'll begin to consult us and say, we have this position. Do you have somebody that can feel this? I see it. That's what I see. I see a church that there's no building that's big enough to contain. That's what I see. I don't know what you see. Stop feeding on your present situation. Stop reinforcing your circumstances. And lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Do you know that up till today, if you, the, listen, the nation, even natural Israel, right? The nation of Israel is about 8 million people. But do you know that the real population of Israel is not known? Yeah. It's not known. Do you know that, right? The present nation of Israel is only from the two tribes. In fact, one tribe, Judah, from the tribe of Judah. The other tribes, they can't trace them. They are all over the place. So God said, if anybody can number the sand, he will be able to number your descendants. Okay, go number them. Let's see. Where are they? They are all over the place. There are some in Zimbabwe. There are some in Nigeria. There are some in Ethiopia. There are some in Russia. There are some in, uh, in, in, in America. There are some in South Africa. There are some in Afghanistan. They are everywhere. They're everywhere. I'm telling you. By the time they, if they go and start doing DNA, they will be able to trace them. But where do you start? So that's talking about the natural Descendants of Abraham. Yeah. Then God gave him another picture 
for his spiritual descendants. Stars. Stars. You, 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 yeah, you can touch the sun, but how, how do you touch the stars? He said, that's how your descendants will be. Look at us today. But it starts with vision. There's a law of spiritual sight. If you can see it, you can possess it. Should I give you more scripture? Or are you tired? Ah, I can stop now. Okay, look at Deuteronomy chapter 2. See another, another, this is now Moses, right? I mean, God, God starts with, with, with Abraham, teaches him these things, right? Now, Moses is leading the children of Israel, and they've come to, you know, they've, they've, they've come to, um, towards the end of the life of Moses, okay? And Moses is speaking to them. Look at Verse, verse 31. Let's just read verse 31 for the sake of time. Verse 31. It says, and the Lord... Okay, let's read it together. Come on, look at it. It's on the screen. One, two, three. And the Lord said to me, See, I have begun to give Sihon and his land over to you. Begin to possess it, that you may inherit his land. Question. Why does God start by saying see? God could have just said, hey, go and possess it. No, no, no. God said, see. Now, open the inner eye and see. It has your name on the title deed. This guy, this guy is just a tenant. It's your land. You are the rightful owner. See! Hallelujah. You can see the same principle with Joshua in, in Joshua chapter 6, verse 2. Let's read it. Verse 2. Come on. When he was before Jericho, huh? and they were about to possess Jericho. Let's read it. One, two, three. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its kings and the mighty men of valor. What you can see, Amen. you can possess. Amen. Hello? Amen. Can you see God using you? Amen. Can you see God using you? Amen. If you can see it, you will walk into it. Amen. Can you see God using you Amen. to bring multitudes into his kingdom? Amen. If you can see it, then you can walk into it. Amen. Can you see God using you? To raise the dead. Amen. If you can see it, you can walk into it. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you see God blessing the nations? Can you see yourself lending to nations? Amen. If you can see, Amen. then God will do it. Amen. What can you see? What can you see? Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, what do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Hallelujah. Yeah. You want to walk in the supernatural, I'm telling you, you need to start seeing. You need to start seeing beyond the natural. Start seeing beyond the natural. 
You need to see beyond your paycheck. See beyond your paycheck. Don't be limited by your paycheck. See beyond that thing. Hallelujah. I see. I see God raising people. Oh my God. I see a mighty army. A mighty army emerging from this place. I see people shaking this nation. I see that. I see that. Gurus. Hallelujah. Captains of industries. Hallelujah. I see it. I see it. What do you see? You can have what you see. Come on. Talk to someone say, you can have what you see. You can have what you see. Yeah. You know, you know, the enemy, the enemy has robbed the church. Some people will hear something like this. They'll say, this is new age teaching. Do you know why? He's trying to protect. He's trying to protect this so that you don't enter into it. But there is power in the ability to see. And that's why if you can pray for yourself, ask the Lord, Lord, open my eyes. That I may see. I need to see tomorrow. I need to see the future. If you can see your children mighty, that's what will happen. Don't be moved by the rebellion you are looking at. There are some of them, Satan has captured them. See that hold broken. See them lose. Hallelujah. See your entire family serving God. See it. Begin to see it. If you can't see it, look for scripture that will help you to see. Okay? And then you feed on that scripture until that image is clear. Feed upon it. Once it is clear, that's what you will have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no place for blurry vision. You need to see clearly. Jesus healed the man. Say, how what do you see? He said, I see men like trees. Jesus said, ah, This is not it. He prayed for him again. What do you see? I see men like men. Ah, that's that's it. You can now see clearly. So some people need to be ministered to several times so that they can see clearly. Let's stand up. I think I've said enough. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.